afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you and yours. Um, and I hope you're staying safe in whatever part of the world that you're in. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about Jesus, about, you know, work, working with God generally. I reflect on my journey. Um, in the context of faith, life, and love, and um, how God just helps me make sense of all the craziness in the world. And I don't know about you, the world is really like upside down right now. I mean, it's always been, but I think the last two years, people's just really like really gone stir crazy in my view. And I think the pandemic really, really affected people psychologically. I think it affected political leaders. You know, the sense of judgment has just been really warped. I think the world had been building up to it sort of i think sort of before the pandemic but i think it just pushed a lot of people off the edge you know politics in many parts of the world have become very polarized you know everything is not so much about principles or values anymore it's about who is saying it and who is doing it and i think it's always been there but i think it's been more pronounced in the trump years i would say and you know brexit all those things that happened all of you know in certain parts of the world and it also influenced my part of the world because we also see that polarization of debates you know in our side as well where we're looking at something that's white and then people are telling us it's black and and because you know the person they support is saying it's black then everybody jumps and says it's black meanwhile this thing is clearly white and we're all not colorblind we can tell this is you know this this is this is white you know it's 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 not black it's not what you're saying it is and you know the major gaslighting on a on a major level you know and people doing wrong and justifying what they're doing as being wrong so for me now more than ever i see it the 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 bible is an anchor for me you know and you know no one can all that you know when we're growing up there was all this thing about people telling you about oh you know you know that was the bible was written for that time you know today the world has changed i don't buy that nonsense because tomorrow you guys are going to come and tell us that it's okay to be eating you know i mean you know what i'm saying you change your minds every day about what is right and what is wrong and that's not how life is one day it's going to be okay to steal from your neighbor at the rate at which the world is going. You know what? Do, 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 do we get what I say? Where, where do we draw the line? Where do, where do we draw the line? So I'm, I'm so glad that I have had, I mean that I've been exposed to the Bible and to the word of God. And um, it centers me. I think now more than ever because when I was growing up society could I, I could rely on my family to center me I could rely on society to center me because society believed in certain values community be believed in certain values I could see that there was a principle about who got rewarded for certain things who got punished for certain things you know it, it, there was a consistent principle you knew that if you did certain things it was wrong if you did other things it was bad but now there is no principle the end justifies the, the means. We have all become Machiavellian princes. And and I mean everywhere, even in faith communities, this is what happens. There is no principle. It's about, I mean, people are punished because they don't have the social clout. If they have the social clout, the same thing that one person was punished for, you know, it's double standards everywhere. There's no principle anymore. It's everything is being done on a sentimental, 
um, relationship based uh, basis so if you are you are somebody that i like and i support everything you say is good everything you do is good and i will defend it i think that is so evil it is so demonic it is so evil because what it means is that we're building on just societies on just cities on just communities it's just really wrong but that's the world in which we find ourselves and no one you know before now we used to look to the countries like you know the, the us and the rest to uphold the standards of justice for us but i think it's become clear i mean that the, those who held those roles in the past or felt that their country should hold that role in the past their voices have been drowned out and majority of people think you know we shouldn't we're not the police of the world let the world do whatever they like and you know and, and of course everybody they have their own issues as well and i fully understand that but what i find really bizarre i think at a local level in my environment and i see it happening everywhere else is first of all bullying has been made it's, it's okay to bully to muscle your way through things it's okay for people with power to just oppress people who are vulnerable simply because they have the power might is right you know what i'm saying and i and, and i know if you're watching world politics you know a lot of what i'm saying but i'm saying it's not just what we're seeing on the global stage or international stage or what is being reported by the media it's what i also see in my environment and you know for me as a nigerian it's really alarming because before we would only we would see these sort of things in our environment i would be like oh it's because you know our country is not developed it's because we're really struggling politically it's because we have bad leaders but when you now see that kind of behavior being mirrored in countries who have established you know political systems who have checks and balances and really strong institutions and all the things that we don't have it empowers the kind of bad behaviors that are responsible for keeping the continent and many of our countries within our continent the way they are they have been it's it's it really makes it tougher for for for, for many of us to be able to advocate for a different way of living and a different way of doing things and in all of that in all of this the bible centers me in fact i i if i want to describe the imagery that i feel about how you know it's, it's like i'm caught in a storm and the storm is raging and the seas are you know and then there's just this you know like stick in the middle of the storm like a log or pole or hair like a pole and i'm just holding on to that pole and i know that as long as i hold on to that pole no matter how much the the the, the, the winds rage and the storms blow i'm you know regardless of the flapping of the wind i won't get swept away I'll be safe so I'm holding on to that pole that's what the word of God is for me now and I don't think it has ever been I've never felt it like like a life-saving source as much as I do now not even just in terms of things like oh healing and um, you know protection and all that but just in terms of values and perspective and context and principles the whole world is completely i don't want to use the word that comes to mind you know the completely it's horrible you know they just no no principles about anything 
And when you throw principles out of the window, then anything goes. Anything goes. Anybody can wake up and do anything. We're, we're set up for a planet of disaster and conflict, of turmoil, of oppression, of war. People can just wake up and do anything they like. So, yeah. The scripture that comes to mind in all of this is the word of the word, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's what the word of God is for me right now. I feel it so much more than ever before. So no matter what anyone is saying, I mean even the conflict in Ukraine, I have conversations with friends and family and people are confused as to who is in the wrong. I, I, I find that really strange. I find it really strange. How is it you can look at this situation and it's not clear to you who is in the wrong? What justification could there possibly be for this kind of action? So I center myself on the word of God. And the word of God says, love thy neighbor as thyself. Do unto others as you want them do unto you. So in this case, the one person who is not showing love, the one person who decided to oppress the other because you have the might. The person who threw the first whatever. Who went to war and initiated war. That is the person that I know that is in the wrong. Every other thing that the others are doing is self-defense. But you are the one that is the aggressor, the attacker and the oppressor. But yet... People are confused. There are people around me supporting what I don't just get it. I'm like, so if another country did this to you, how does this make this right? Out of all the options you could have had to resolve this, how is this course of action the right thing to do? So I'll just leave it at that because, um, and I think you can hear, I'm so perplexed, you know, I'm like, how did we get here? You know, like, how, how did we get here as a people? How did we get here as a planet? How did we get here? But I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, people are, you know, speaking up. I would wish also that they would speak up also in things involving vulnerable people around the world and not just vulnerable people that look like they do, which is also another narrative that has come up. And that, that brings me into another thing you know a part of my own experience as how you know as an african who is a christian and maybe i, I don't think that's what one what something I, I can fully talk about today but i do think that sometime in this podcast i will i think god will enable me to say it but i've had to go through a mental process where i have reasoned to myself why do i believe this gospel why do i believe that jesus is really the christ is it because this was a religion that was handed over to us by you know the missionaries who came who by the way also paved the way for the colonialists to come in other words you know the way we say it in africa we say um the europeans or people they came with the bible and the and the, and the gun or the yeah, bible and the sword there's a way it said so for that reason we have a school of thought in africa that thinks that 
um, Christianity was an instrument of colonialism. And while I think politically one cannot argue with the fact that yes, the missionaries did come and they came with invaders, <laughs> really, because that's what they were, brutal invaders who, who, who stole, who killed, who murdered, who, pl- who plundered, they destroyed kingdoms, slaughtered kings, took slaves, took over governments, societies, communities, changed the language, disrupted society, culture, political goals, economy, everything, turned it into a channel of, you know, taking things back to their own part of the world and, and enriching themselves at the expense of others. Yes, that's our history. And it continued for years, centuries. And we're still reeling from the um, shock of that. So, but even with all of that context, why am I a Christian? I am a Christian because, yes, I was born into a Christian family. That's true. And Christianity came to my part of the world through the missionaries who also came with the colonialists and the slave traders. But the Christianity that I practice today is not the Christianity I was born with. Yes, we still believed in Christ. But what I have now is a personal experience with Jesus. It's not a handed down um, religion from my parents. At the age of 17, I got to know him as my personal Lord and Savior. And even my mother, who had raised us as Christians, nominal Christians is what we say, saw the difference in my life. I have had a personal encounter with him. And just like I would, when you come into my wardrobe, you find the clothes that I like. So you see African style clothing, although there's really nothing like African clothing because a lot of it is infused with fabrics from different parts of the world. But then we have evolved our own sort of contemporary dressing. So I have African clothes, but and then I have purely European Western styles. And I don't think twice about where things that I like or things that work for me come from. Because at the end of the day, it is one planet. It is one humanity. And when the, when the Bible says that God has made all of us of one blood, for me, the fact that you can take a heart from somebody of a particular race and put it in the body of someone of another race means that we're really of one blood. Organ transplants, you see it's crossing races. There is nothing like a black heart. Or a white lung at the end of the day so imagine if we had a world where only people of a particular race could donate organs can imagine what that would do to life or blood have we ever thought about that so that shows us that at the end of the day we are one whether we realize it or not we were created by one God one family, one race, and it's called the human race. And God wants us to love one another as he has loved us. He created us as one, 
but one with diversity, with different gifts, with different talents, all for the benefit of humanity. So I have no problem with the fact. In fact, I am that God sent Christ through a nation. And where I anchor a lot of my, because I'm also a political person, I studied political and international relations, which is an arm of political science. So I also have that sort of like very Pan-African, you know, so I'm, I'm very much aware of African traditional religions and things like that. So I'm like, yes, just like I have seen African clothing and all of that, and I choose what I'm going to wear and have in my wardrobe because of my life view, where I see myself going. Yes, I have looked at all the traditional religions. I have also looked at a lot of the Eastern religions and all of that. Not in depth, but at least I have an idea. I have close proximity as well to, you know, the other major religion um, in the world, also the Abrahamic religion, because half members of my family um, belong to that religion. And with a reasoned view, honestly speaking, I, 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 um, yes, thanks, but no thanks. I'm fine with Christianity. I'm fine with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. I have tasted and I have seen that the Lord is good. And that is really what I think this podcast is about for me. It's about me sharing my personal story. And that's why you won't hear me talk so much about, you know, I don't talk about, you know, like churches or people. I'm I'm sharing, I'm sharing my personal story. I'm, I'm sharing my relationship with God and how God deals with me on a one-on-one level. How, I mean, if you listen, if you've listened to maybe two, three episodes, what I have with God and with the Holy Spirit, how, 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 how do you think I would ever give this, give this up? How? He centers me. He helps me. He protects me. He guides me. What does it matter to me that um, Jesus came through the nation of Israel. He had to come through a particular nation. But you see where God is very wise. God now made sure that that very nation that he came through till today they do not believe in his Christ. Because he knew that if they did it will then become it will be conflicting and difficult for people like me to accept him as a global Christ for all humanity. So when Paul wrote in, I think it was in um, Romans, where he was explaining to the Jewish Christians that the reason why the nation of Israel was excluded was so that God could bring the non-Jews close in Christ. And then after, the nation of Israel will be brought back in. I believe, I can relate with that story. What he's saying there, I connect with it. Because honestly speaking, if Christianity was accepted by the nation of Israel and was an Israeli <laughs> supported religion in the same way as you know Saudi Arabia supports its religion, it would be difficult for someone like me to accept it as a global religion. It would have been difficult or a global faith. It would have been difficult, not impossible, because of course my experience with Christ would have overshadowed i mean would, would have compensated for that but it would have been a bit conflicting for me in my mental mind 
But in my mind now doesn't argue with it for me. So my spirit, my soul, my mind, my soul and my body were aligned on the issue that Jesus works. Because my mind has reasoned it that, uh -uh, you see, this shows intelligent design here. This shows that Israel was a vehicle that God used to bring forth his purpose. He was happy with Abraham. In fact, his covenant was with Abraham. And Israel was birthed with Abraham's grand, was it his son, Isaac, Jacob, his grandson. And so God had a covenant with Abraham even before the birth of Israel. But then Abraham's descendants brought out Israel. And so fine. Israel then went on and thank God for the faithfulness of all the fathers that then brought about, you know, made it possible. And of course, our dear Joseph and Mary, the awesome iconic couple who brought, um, you know, Jesus into, in, 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 you know, into being and allowed, you know, allowed themselves to be used for the fulfillment of God's purpose. But for me, what is really, what I see when I read the Bible, I'm not reading a story about, you know, about Israelites, I'm, I'm, I'm reading a story about God's effort to work with man. And even in the in that story, I'm not very familiar with the Old Testament, so I can't quote it as well as I do the New Testament. But even then, you continue to see stories of God reaching out to people in different nations as well, bringing them in somehow into the story and into the mix of things. I mean, Abraham got his, a, one of his wives from another nation, um, Zipporah, I think she was Egyptian. There was the Queen of Sheba, who eventually came to Solomon. By the time we move into the New Testament, we, we see about the, you know, the Roman centurion. You know, so many different people. The man from Macedonia that God talked to, you know. We see evidence of God hearing the prayers of people. Talking to people. There's so many people, I mean... Like I said, I'm not that familiar with the Old Testament, so I can't. If it was New Testament now, I would just throw it all out. But there are different interspersions of people. Also within the nation of Israel, there were a lot of people who opposed God as well. So it wasn't really that just because you were born a Jew, that meant that you know everything was hunky dory with you as far as God was concerned. No, and many times we see God expressing frustration, deep frustration. It was like. I have I'll stretch my hands to these people. It's like he, you know he was he he was cons- he was like um, um, palm over face emoji. He was forever being perplexed. It was like oh my goodness, what will it take for you guys to really really believe me? And it wasn't really like um, the nation of Israel was so you know they were they were just a a type. They were they were displaying normal human behavior. If it was any other um, how would I say? If it was any other culture as well, they would do the same thing. So for me, I read the Bible as a story of how God began to relate with man. And I like the fact also, and I think this is the point that people forget, that the Bible actually starts with Adam and Eve who were not Israel, Israelites. You know what I'm saying? They were just human beings. We, um, we don't really know where they were born, but you know, people, do, everything does seem to suggest that perhaps they were, it was in Africa. But the Bible, because the nation of Israel was actually birthed with Jacob. So even if you want to start from Abraham, yeah, but then before then, you know so um before then every other person noah and you know they were they were they were they were from different parts of the world which is really really odd now that i'm saying that because somehow so i think some people in people's minds they sort of like think yeah because there's nothing to suggest i mean like when you think about nimrod and babylon and, and babel the tower of babel those people 
they were not Jews. You know, they were they weren't they weren't, they weren't Jews. Actually, the Bible is a massive historical document because it talks about so many nations and ancient cultures. Wow. But the story of the Bible is the story of God and the universe. And it's the center of the story is Christ. It's just a unified story about God and man. It starts off with the first Adam, then with the last Adam. It's, it's really amazing. Actually, I can't wait for when I, I take my next course in my seminary program that makes me delve into the Old Testament because I need help with the Old Testament. I'm not as versed in the Old Testament as I should be. Um, and I think because it's, it's, it's because it's a historical document as well as, you know, scriptural. So I always just go to the places where I can pick out the scripture and I'm like, I just blank out the history. But I'm hoping that when I read it on this program now, I can understand it a bit more. And I think the context will help me even in my understanding the Bible. So I think I've given you my own sort of like origin story in terms of why I believe God and how I became a Christian and how I center myself on the word of God and how how I've centered myself on Christianity and how I have the process I have had to go through to align my mental thinking, my intellectual mind with the experience that my spirit and my soul has. Because again, what you realize is that, and that's why sometimes working with God is such an intense thing because your mind has to agree with what, what your spirit and your soul is experiencing. And um, for me, I've, I've had to take my mind through that process to carry, so that you know, I we, we all carry ourselves along, and not my spirit and my my spirit going in one direction, and my soul and my mind is is in an, is in another place. So my mind, my emotion, my will, all of that, you know, uh, and my rational, logical, you know, mental, intellectual self is also carried along. So right now we're all agreed. We've all reasoned it out. My mind has reasoned it out. Okay, this makes sense. This is an inclusive. God has taken an inclusive approach to Christianity and he's done what he needed to do to actually make others feel included in this salvation plan of his. And I think there's a lesson in this for people who say diversity and inclusiveness is a challenge. Because what God did in essence essence was that he removed the privileges and the rights. And maybe I I mean, let me not say he de-emphasized it because he created a level playing field for all of us in Christ. And that is what he did. And he still has his covenant with the people of Israel. I think they would always have that because um, of the obedience and the faithfulness of their fathers. And which is why we see that Israel till today is a, is a, you know, is, is a very special nation. It's, it's just special. Which is why I believe the Bible, really. I, I, I mean, that's just not... For me, I'm not even having that conversation. The Bible, a lot of things that happen till today... you can explain it in the bible i mean it's it's so it's such a direct link you can't even everything that the bible writes about israel about the fact that they'll be surrounded you know about so much about it it's till today the why is it that that everybody is so fixated on what happens in that one planet i mean that one country why does it matter why does it matter if not for the fact that the Bible also explains that this same nation, of course, the, the, the devil, anyways, I don't want to go into all of that, but let's just say that. And I think as I begin to, I have gone through my own experience and process 
on why I believe in Jesus and why the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And um, that's really what I've shared today. And I pray that you also find, we all find our own personal origin story for why you believe in Christ. Because I think it's a story that we will have to tell often as we share the gospel to people. And it's a story that we need to also share to ourselves, to remind ourselves of why we believe and why we should continue to believe and stand for that which is right in the gospel in Christ in the name of God and to the glory of God the Father while we're on this earth, while we have breath in our bodies and while we have the opportunity to make a difference in the lives of others in Jesus' name. So thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day.